music, 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 music. That's where I'm putting the music. The intro. <laughs> you should put it right before that. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Welcome to the file drawer uh, with Sam and Eric. An audio podcast of, of, among friends. I mm. feel like uh, this is kind of old style because I'm sitting right now and you're standing. And I'm towering over you. Yeah. Yep. So things are back to normal. Do you feel, do you feel diminished or less powerful in my presence? Of course not. Even with my Amy Cuddy power, power poses. <laughs> How, look how wide I am. <laughs> look how much space I'm taking up. <laughs> that, that reminded me of, uh, I watch uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And there's an episode where uh, Dennis, he wears these shorts, and he's like, look how, look how wide I can stand. <laughs> these are like these really low-cut shorts. <laughs> they give him extra comfy. mobility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, welcome back. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. I say that every time. I don't know why. I guess we are recording at a different day, but not that anybody could really tell. Maybe I mean so. I guess it is going to come out later. Yeah, but. so uh, we we are changing our release date to later in the week, to later <laughs> Thursday week. or Friday. Yeah. I, I just realized I think we both have this illusion that people are like know our schedule inside and out, and my, it doesn't come out on Tuesdays. Like, where the hell is the well, file drawer? Think about it. Um, I know when my favorite podcasts come out, though. I, yeah, so I'm saying think about ones you listen to. I don't know the exact day, but I can f- sort of feel, feel if it's like been you know too what I'm long? saying when yeah. it's been too long. It's like hold on a second. Where's this? Reload, reload. Where is it yeah. at? You know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know that. Tuesdays, back to work. Yeah. Usually by Tuesday night, it's on my it's on my phone, ready to yeah. go. So that's just to say, I guess I'm sorry to anybody out there who's had a rough couple of days because it uh, it hasn't come out yet, or is going to have a rough couple of days, I guess. People are in distress right now. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely true. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to past uh, past week or so? What's what's going on in Eric's world, dude? I have been diligent in trying to <laughs> finish my thesis <laughs> um, and get like you know the draft of it and get it to my first reader. So, I was working hard on that over the weekend, as well as like that chapter thing. Which, yeah. Um, I will say that a complete draft has been sent. Nice. To the thesis advisor nice. as of a Wait, couple of days ago. Wait, the thesis or the chapter? Or both? Thesis. thesis. Okay. okay. Uh, the chapter should be done, <laughs> um, but it's just about there. We're kind of cleaning up last nice. last little tidbits of things. I know we, we just, I'm not even sure if we've set ours in yet, so it's not like you're way behind. Really? We, I mean, we had to cut 100 words or so from it. Ours was in a... Much less complete state. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> Probably with more words than needed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can take almost no credit for, for ours. I'm third author on you're, it. Okay. So. You said you you wrote the whole thing? You, you wrote the entire thing and okay. did all the edits, but I'm taking third author because I'm a nice guy. You're, you're... No, actually, previous, uh, so the file drawer alum, alumna? Al, oh, yeah. Lisa. Alumnus? Alum, alumni? Alum, alum, is alumni plural? <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Alum. Let's edit, just say alum. Edit all this. No, out. I'm not editing anything. Uh, she and Hunter, who Hunter's had some cameos on this, but he hasn't actually been on the show yet. They are my co-authors, and they did a hell of a lot more work. Yeah. Especially Lisa did some serious editing. Yeah. Made it made it look and sound good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I think, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, I mean, it's not intentional, but hopefully ours is not. We we had a lot of issues with it sounding too academic. We uh, we did initially as well. Okay. 
Yeah. And hopefully we've kind of um, softened it up a bit. Right. Made it a little more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I want to do deep dives into like the, what, what this theory says, what that theory says. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's not enough space to do it. And uh, second, uh, I don't know if anybody cares or yeah. if, it, if it hits the point home. Well, I, I, we have a very, I don't remember what the exact number is, but a very like concrete limit on how long our stuff can be, including reference lists. So that made yeah. it tough. Um, I was going to ask you what your chapter is about, but uh, do you really want to go into it? Uh, just in general, it's yeah. about identity, leader identity development and self-awareness within the context of a, um, I guess a model with the whole chat, what the whole book is about. Right. Uh, leader development leader, awareness. Yeah. Leader development readiness. So. so wait, so you, the, you have self-awareness stuff in your chapter? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I may have to talk to you off the air then about that because I'm moving forward on a project where self-awareness is going to be one of the moderators. Oh, so we, I'm digging into some stuff yeah. there. Okay. And actually Becky just passed on an article today, in fact. But yeah, I've I've done some diving into like a lot of the self-awareness lit and gotcha. I can tell you where um off air cuz I'm not going to get into it now, but where some like the org literature and the more social literature. Let me let me just run this by you real quick. So do you think there basically the one aspect of the model is we're looking at goal quality. So we have People who are engaged in a coaching relationship to work on their leadership, um, they set some goals, some some self-set goals the, the coaches do. So we're going to assess how high of quality those goals are based on how difficult and how specific they are, leading to goal outcome. Um, but we're looking at some moderators and we think one of the moderators is how self-aware the coachee is will help moderate that relationship between whether they set good goals and, and actually achieve those goals. Because the goal-setting literature is all about setting high-quality goals leading to actually achieving those goals, but we're looking at some other moderators as well. But we'll have to, we'll have to chat yeah, about, that sounds, about that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I've, I've stuff to say about that, but okay, not going <laughs> yeah. to get into that this, right this would get a, This would turn into a very academic podcast yeah. for a week. yeah. That's we're not all about that. Um, I wish right here is where I would have eaten some cheese on the air, but I don't have any cheese left because I ate it all. You ate two things of string cheese. Two string cheeses, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, All right. So you're almost done with your thesis because so this April 1st is a like a soft deadline to getting it to your second reader. I think that's an April Fool's joke. (laughs) I, I, I think I think that's just a joke. And it's really due when I, whatever, your druthers, right. have right. your druthers. Right, right, yes, yes. Oh, oh Whatever you need oh, to tell yourself. Oh, yeah, second. I want to hear that. Dude. I just, oh. your beard is sounding great. <laughs> I just scratched my beard and I was like, I was like, I like, I like the way that sounds. See, mine is too long to like make sounds like that. <laughs> See, that's, that's the audio equivalent of, of showing someone your beard. Yeah, <laughs> yours, check out, check yours, out my is the, yours is nice and soft. And yeah, plush. it is kind of soft. I, hmm. yeah. I had um, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but the other day I got my hair cut. Yeah, and uh, so I came home afterward, and took a quick shower before I went back on campus, and I got in my car and I looked in my rearview mirror to back up, and <laughs> the tops of my ears were so fuzzy. I stopped my car. Got out, went inside, and shaved the tops of my ears. I have really fuzzy ears for whatever reason. And when I got like, my hair cut. You're talking about just on the, on like where your ear lobe is? Lobe. Yeah, my yeah, ear yeah. lobe has a little peach fuzz yeah, that yeah. gets beyond peach fuzz level. <laughs> um, 
be honest with me. Have you ever noticed that before? Because uh, no. sometimes I forget to no. take care of it, and then no. I'll it'll just hit me with like a bolt of lightning one day that my ears are incredibly fuzzy. No, it's it's depending like what what angle the light hits you on, mm, what right. perspective someone looks at you at. You know, what might, I'm you might catch it then. You might, yeah. It's, I forgot the sun behind me. It's like a, in the back of the head. Your, your ear here is like an angel. <laughs> it, it glimmers when the light is just right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But that was just a, an interesting experience for me. I, I felt uh, absurd and kind of old. Like, who has to worry about hair on their well, exactly. ears? Exactly. No, you're going to start worrying about hair in the ears. So. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. going to be annoying. You ever, you ever get the long hair? Where? Like, like, like on your, on your, on <laughs> oh, the back random of your shoulder. Spots? These random, oh, like even in my beard sometimes. I, I'll have one that's just crazy long, and I'm like, what I'll, is going on? I'll get one that's crazy thick in my beard yeah. and pull it out. It's like an asparagus spear. <laughs> It's like really satisfying. Sometimes it kind of hurts a little bit, yeah. but I'll, yeah, I'll stop. It does feel good to pull out. I'll just sit there and like if I find it, and yeah. it happens maybe three times a year, yeah. I'll find a really thick one in my beard. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, pull yeah. it out. It's very satisfying. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I have a couple of those, man. Yeah. Actually, they might be the gray ones, unfortunately. <laughs> sad. Uh, yeah. Sad, sad, sad. Um, so yeah, obviously we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. <laughs> that's so, our, that's our, that's our segue when we don't have anything to talk about. But, uh, we I, do have, actually, we do have some things this week. We talked about a lot. Actually, I was, uh, I was kind of um, feeling ashamed. Speaking of beards, I was uh, asking Sam about like, does, does my beard growth look uh, appropriate um, appropriate <laughs> for being a 32 year old man? Like in terms of, cause I, I didn't shave, I've been shaved in maybe three weeks or so. Yeah, funny. We, we, we don't, don't act coy about this. We looked it up on a calendar. <laughs> We wanted to know exactly. It's been, yeah, it's been like three weeks. Like two weeks and like five days. I wanted to know if I was doing all right or did I have like, you know, because it feels like I'm doing all right, but, you know, I'm looking and, a little and, self-conscious. And what, and what did I tell you? You said, no, you were kind of like, a, it's okay. Yeah. No, I said, I said you are where you should be for a man of your age. <laughs> you're where you need to be, son. Okay, thank you. I, I, okay, you're not, you're not blowing the world away with your beard growth, but it's not, it's also not so short that you just look dumb. Okay, thank you. Also, thank you. people don't have to know when you started that. For all they know, if it was the, since the last time they saw you. You know what? Maybe it's only been a week. I like to be transparent. I like to be transparent. So, um, you know, we were talking about this. I'm going to make a nice segue. Yes, let's let's hear it. Uh, so we were talking about podcasts and when our favorite mm-hmm. podcasts come out. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> So one of the podcasts that I listened to was uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, which you've heard me talk about before. And because... This is, this is also what I'll do in times of not having anything interesting to say. I'll reference another podcast. <laughs> now, I happen to actually be listening to it, listening to it uh, prior to coming in today, like earlier today. And um, he happens to release a ton of podcasts, it seems. Like, I think he records a couple a week. And it seems like he records well, or releases so like, many a week. It's like his job. And they're all like three hours long. Like, he, has, he goes yeah. in there. Um, but anyway, so I was listening to his podcast and... Uh, he had a guy on there today uh, whose name was uh, Andrew Hill, uh, Dr. Andrew Hill. Um, and I, I didn't get through it fully, but the, the conversation was really going in an interesting direction. So um, I, I was able to find Andrew Hill's uh, Reddit um, Ask Me Anything post. So I'm just going to kind of read a little bit about what he does. But um, So I'm Andrew Hill. Um, I received – I'll say it in the other way. He received his Ph.D. in <laughs> Cognitive Neuroscience from UCLA – focusing on lateralized attention in hemispheres and EEG and neurofeedback techniques. So basically, he's focused on developing tools and technologies that enhance the cognitive performance of, of our brains. And so he has a startup group, and this was actually, this Reddit was done eight months ago. Um, but he worked 
it's a actually yeah, it's a startup. It's a um, True Brain. True Brain. Yeah, it's my, an, no. LA, an LA based neuro brain. Uh, sorry, an LA based neurotech brain fitness startup, and he basically serves as a lead neuroscience scientist there, and he helps formulate like nootropic blends, which you can think of as like um, uh, vitamins or whatever uh, for the brain, uh, mm. nutrition uh, supplements for the brain, and he also designs uh, different aspects of. Uh, Designs things and tools to enhance aspects of cognition, focus, attention, and wakefulness. And so the conversation first kind of started off um, with him talking about um, helping people um, 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 uh, basically get over substance abuse in like a like a non twelve step sort of way, where he emphasizes that you you have control over your your process. Like I think the again listen to the podcast if you want to hear more. I'm not going to copy their podcast, but um, the other interesting thing was like he was describing exercises uh, specifically the example he, he gave was working with like, if you have like attention deficit disorder and he has his own perspective on that. So if, if it differs with yours to be open to his ideas, they seem interesting. Um, You're talking about like lumosity type brain, uh, brain games. Again. Or? Yeah. I, I would need to, no before, before I talk about it, I would need to like find out more. But as he was describing it, like it was kind of mentioned to you before the podcast, it seemed like he, he, again, he monitors the brain waves um, mm-hmm. uh, in some way, but also provides there's some sort of reward system set up through the exercise process. And I might be totally off on this, but listen to the podcast, go check it out. But I thought it was just really interesting in terms of thinking about the way that our brain works and thinking about how we've developed from baby to how we how we are now. Our brain operates and functions in a way that. It's become shaped like that because of, you know, the rewards associated with them working like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like part of our development is we have developed in this way um, as a response to some our stimuli. Contacts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, and also it, genetics. Also genetics. Talk do about you want to have a big nurture versus nature Ex- debate or fight <laughs> no, right no, now? No, no, okay. no. Both. I mean, both. <laughs> it's both. I, he acknowledges yeah. both. But the idea that, you know... Um, and also, like, I don't, I don't know anything beyond, like, luminosity and stuff like that. But hearing this guy actually talk about it as a neuroscientist, I was like, oh, this sounds interesting enough for me to right. uh, p- pass on his information. But um, uh, hearing I, that exercise in the brain sounds interesting because I have a terrible long-term memory. Yeah. Um, I do. I do as well. Uh, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. So it appears that we, and by we, I mean neuroscientists and so not really me, uh, neuroscientists and just science in general are moving toward the creation of supplements or even let's say like implants, like cognitive implants that could affect intelligence or memory or things like that. Where actually let's just keep it with, with pills. If they developed a pill that appeared to have no long-term issues, but enhanced your cognitive ability, let's just say like general IQ, like, where 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 do you stand on something like that? Would you take it? Um, <clears throat> all right, so all right, so um, before I answer your question, I, mm-hmm. I would be curious about other things. Like, are there limitations? Like, like I said, we are going to, by nature, be limited. Are we saying we're going to go some limitless type of thing? Mm-hmm. You take these pills and all of a sudden the screen. No, not limitless, with, without the, but without the health uh, issues. Uh, and also, let's say let's also say they're really expensive. Hmm. So I think there's interesting social issues to have things like this as well. I don't think so because if you think about anything that's new in terms of pharmacology or whatever drugs, 
I mean, aspirin was, well, that's, that's a bad example, but any drug that is now sold started off as like some sort of new weird thing that wasn't well tested. Now they're giving sure. that stuff like candy. You know but I, mean? I'll, the, I think the difference there as well is that that is a thing to fix you from a sick state to being healthy and not necessarily you. taking someone perfectly healthy and, I got you. and changing them I that got way. You. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know either. It's almost like yeah, a mental enhancement, like a performance enhancing drug for mm-hmm. non-athletes, and right, if exactly. everybody else is taking them, and then everybody you to... at your company or everybody in your industry is taking these, how are you? I mean, it's almost like I know people people abusing um, like ADD medicine yeah. to to focus, yeah. and a lot of schools I, I think struggle with with that. Yeah, but that can have yeah. There's there's, like, there's you said there's no side negative to negative that. side effects to this drug. A lot of these drugs just have, a lot of these drugs haven't existed long enough for us to know if there's long term problems. Well, exactly. I'm waiting for like basically we discover if you take these drugs for twenty five years, you turn into a frog or something. <laughs> and one day yeah. boom. You know, I'm the frog I'm, second coming. I would say I would like to say and I would say this even about like let's say um uh, you know <laughs> Hopefully, I'm nowhere near this like heart medication. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which obviously, I know you differentiate it between fixing or whatever. Right. Uh, I would like to say that I've tried correcting like my diet first, like the mm-hmm. basic stuff first, getting right. enough sleep first prior to saying, all right, let me, I need to crank it up a notch. You know what I mean? Like, I, am I doing that stuff right before I start taking right. a foreign drug? Yeah. And is it, my- is, is it made in a lab or is it like. No, 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 not, not, not like street, not like a street drug. Yeah. Um, my, so I like sci-fi and like apocalyptic yeah. fiction type stuff. I'm just thinking this, this future where only the rich can afford these, yeah. these kind of, uh, psychological enhancing drugs. And then that not only do you now have income inequality as the main difference, but you have literal like mental cognitive ability yeah. as a difference between the rich and poor. That's crazy. Someone write that book. Probably already. Exists. I mean, it's called it's called um, it's called the um, socio SES status and limit to certain education. Well, I mean, that's not even a pill. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say the phrasing right because I'm not a social. Uh, well, I, 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 here's how I know you didn't uh, say the phrasing because you said SES status, but the second the S, status it, is in it. It's like it's like ATM, ATM machine. machine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, did you see uh, your boy Hannibal Burris was on the the Bieber uh, roast? <laughs> Somebody was just telling me about. It. I need to go. <laughs> I didn't watch the clip. I need to watch I, the it. only the only thing I heard from it is he said something along the lines of, "I hate your music more than Bill Cosby hates my jokes," <laughs> which is harsh. Yeah, which is if people don't know that, um, although Bill Cosby has been accused in the past and stuff, right? The new. The, the new the, wave. The new wave of criticism and uh, public yeah. outcry stemmed from one of the Hannibal Burris's jokes being recorded when he was doing a show yeah. and getting put on YouTube. Yep. It's, it's spreading like wildfire. And I'm just thinking, like, from his perspective, from Hannibal's perspective, like, there's no way he could have predicted something. I mean, before that, he was a fairly well known comedian, yeah. but not at the level that he has been since then, you know. No, like, I think it was already I, rising, man. Okay, I yeah. I I agree, but like you don't you don't you can't predict this sort of virality yeah, just yeah. happening, yeah. you know. And then and then things are very different from the day before that he did that show to the day after and yeah. it started going viral. Things are just totally different yeah. for for him. <laughs> like this must be a bizarre experience. That would be like if if this episode we wake up tomorrow and for and Joe Rogan 
talked about it or something and now we have like eight million people listening to us okay. and are, we're getting hit up like crazy like yeah. think of how weird and different our lives yeah. would be that, that is interesting i know so i'm apologizing to anybody who says eric talks about comedy too much <laughs> um, but uh hearing russell peters describe how he blew up huh. so russell peters is the is if not the top earningest most comic in the world he's up there mm-hmm. um i think he might be the top i don't know but so kind of still not known to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sitting over here like nodding like I know, but I don't. And he blew up. I mean, he describes how he blew up as he was doing some shows. Someone happened to put one, of, you know, a couple of his shows on. Like this is just as YouTube was like growing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I mean, he didn't even know what was going on. Somebody put up these YouTube clips. He had no idea that was happening. And then he just started. He says like he went to one place. Like a year, within a year's time, in the first show, not that many people were there. By the second time, like a, almost a year later, there were so many people, and he had no idea why. <laughs> he was like, I guess, like, he goes, I guess I'm doing something funny. He had, he had no clue. I don't know how long it took him to take, uh, yeah, yeah. took him to realize, okay, this whole internet thing. But yeah. he had no clue what was going on. He thought it was just getting better. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and then, the, you know... To the point, he does theaters. I mean, he does. Yeah. I think he could do stadiums. Or if, if he yeah, does, I'm getting do saw he he sold out Toronto's Air Canada Center in 2007. The dude set a sales record in London in 2009 yeah. and 2010. How was how, how have I not heard of him? Because, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And the thing is, the dude like if you can listen to him on podcast, he seems just like a regular dude. He's like he's like it's a regular like he seems like a everybody speaks highly of him yeah. like a regular regular dude like That's you could funny. Just, you could just chill with him and it was, it's it's just funny um and to yeah and so that just perfectly describes that yeah. situation it's like that has to be so surreal and you have to be careful not to lose your mind uh, yeah I mean, I mean, the pressures are totally different from everything you have experienced up to that point i mean oh that's that's Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that you and I ever have to worry about that. But that's the thing. You can't predict it. Yeah, it could happen. You don't know. There's another uh, guy. Speaking of this, it's obviously that you lose your mind in terms of you could just basically not lose your mind in a crazy like stress way, but in a, in a uh, egotistical just, way or someone like your, someone your 15 just, minutes of fame. Uh, just someone described you, and I think I might again got this off of the Joe Rogan podcast when they were interviewing this guy. But you get this uh, fu money. Mm. Well, you just have so much money you don't care. But uh, there's a painter, there's an artist named David Show, and I think he was might have been doing okay prior to this. But um, at some point in time, he basically, uh, as Facebook was building their facilities headquarters, he was commissioned to do some artwork mm. for them. But you know they couldn't pay him at the time, so they gave him shares of the oh, stock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. when Facebook blew up, yeah. when they, you know all that stuff, he also blew up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that dude, if you listen. To, if you listen to him talk, that dude is wild. <laughs> he's a, he's a cra- I mean, he says, I mean, I think he does stuff just for uh, shock value. Shock value, yeah. be respectable, but I think he just also just lets it go. It is crazy. But uh, <laughs> you yeah. got that money, you can you can do that. You got yeah. that few money. Man, that's funny. Man. Um. So, looking at our document, you have strong feelings about bread. <laughs> <laughs> Please elaborate. Hey. I can't be the only person to think this. I think this up, so I'm probably still. In this place, uh, I, so. I put a counterpoint under b- below it on there, but go ahead. Oh, all right, I don't, I don't have that right now. <laughs> but I was just, I was like, because um, you know, I started thinking about like you know diet, trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. We eat so much bread. Yeah, you know what I'm do. saying. We I think do. we eat probably too much bread than what we necessarily need to eat. Yeah, I, like anything. Remember, remember the uh, the old school uh, food pyramid. Yeah, eleven <laughs> servings of of carbohydrates in a day. 
Like, that seems absurd. It was 6 to 11 servings. Is that too much? It seems like a lot. Doesn't that seem like a lot? I can't remember. Yeah. But now, have you seen the new revamped Upside well, Down yeah, Pyramid? Yeah. I know. It's not that much not, yeah. bre- not that much bread, I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff spikes insulin and all that stuff. I mean, it's good for you. I mean, especially yeah. if you actually are active and stuff like that. But Yeah. Um, so, um, but I was like, it's, what are the alternatives? And like, you know. When you have burritos and stuff, tortillas. Alternatives is for are you talking about alternative food or alternative containers for other food? <laughs> exactly, so that's my point. That's my point. When you think about what bread's used for, it's a container. It's a holder of other food, and it's yeah. the perfect holder container. Hmm. Uh, let's um, think this through. Vessel for other food. Let's let's come up with another one. Yeah. You could you could wrap things in lettuce. So I tried I that. that sometimes. I tried that. Um, the lettuce is not as perfect as a container. I've done that. that that's yeah, what yeah. actually got me thinking Romaine about lettuce, it. Romaine lettuce, yeah. That's what got me thinking about it. So I get the iceberg lettuce because I feel like it, oh. it it's rounder more. Ah, but, but you see, have to pull it off right no, or you it gotta falls apart. Get the romaine lettuce and it's, it's like a little tube. It's, it's a like long tube. tube. Okay. And, and you get two and you make a it's an and it's also tube. It's also healthier for you. I think so. It might be might be um it's a little firmer. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it holds more, I think. Yeah, okay. Um so that you have that and you got these fake fake wraps. I mean you can get these other type of wraps. You can you can have a spring roll like rice paper wrap, but yeah, that's, that's different. Way, that's that's not hearty. Yeah, you know, you're not going to eat a chicken sandwich wrapped with rice paper. Yeah, you know, then you can do, you can do what stupid about, stuff like a double down. You what can, about a oh, use chicken as the holder? <laughs> yeah, then, use other food then, as the then, holder. Then you're dying in a week. <laughs> what about what about a pita? It not only is you can use it as like a circle of thing, but it has a pocket in it. That's a, but that's bread. Uh yeah, I guess you're right. Pita is bread. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, a bread type tor- of thing. Yeah, tortillas. I'm called. I'm I'm still considering that bread type. What about bread. a corn tortilla? That's not bread. <sighs> corn bread. It's corn. Yeah, yeah, fine. I think, it's, I think fine. it's still it's a, bread. It's a cousin. I of think bread. it's a still bread. It's a, it's, a, okay. it's, a, it's a bread derivative. What it's about a, maybe let's even let's step outside the box. Maybe we. What if you just didn't use holder for food? What if you just ate the food that you wanted to put between the bread? Look, but if you're a man on the go, if you, or if you're a woman on the go like yourself, <laughs> yes, a, man, a woman in the town, yeah. and you're trying to like run somewhere, you know, you're trying to go, snow wrapping cone. it up. You need a paper snow cone holder, and you just put your stuff in there, and you eat it with a fork but, on the go. But then that paper, chomp, you're chomp, th- chomp. You're throwing away that paper, you get, you get a reusable one. It's a cup. That's what they have bowl. That's, that's what they do, do these bowls and stuff. But then you have bread bowls where you can yeah. actually eat the bread. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Nothing is better than. Bread, bread balls. All right, let's just embrace the fact that bread is great and just go with it. What's your favorite kind of bread? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it depends on what you want to do with it. Depends what I want to do with it. If you're gonna eat a bologna sandwich, it's white bread. If you're gonna eat like a <laughs> if you're gonna eat a hearty like ham, lettuce, tomato, cheese sandwich, you want some sort of wheat or nutty bread. If you're gonna do a grilled cheese, it needs to be. Ideally, white bread or some like nice like French bread that you cut pretty thick. You kind of press it down when yeah. you're cooking it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta know. You can't just grab random bread and do everything with I it. Know. You gotta know your bread for your specific situations. Yeah, because I, I got when I was younger, I got um, you know I watch cooking shows and mm-hmm. get like obsessed with certain things. But I get obsessed with like cook those wet sandwiches, like a, a French dip type thing. Okay, and you definitely need a certain type I mean, of bread. Wait, it's so not like an open face sandwich, just like a dip, like a dip sandwich, like a French. It could dip. be a dip, but like you know, or even open I love face, but, I love me an open face sandwich. A little bit, of, wet, little bit of wetness idea. on it, you know. By wetness, do you mean gravy? Uh, could be, yeah. Okay, could be. I need know? to bring more gravy into my life. <laughs> I, I, I'm just sitting here realizing that I haven't had gravy in a while, like an animal. Which, which, 
What's your uh, preferred gravy? No, what's your uh, health? Oh, what's your... <laughs> oh my, my cholesterol right now? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't got it done it again. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be a little while. When you start getting on the gravy train, <laughs> the literal gravy train, literal, literal gravy train. Uh, you need. You might want to get that checked out once more. Yeah. Is it sausage that's... gravy? Or is it... I do. We'll see again. You got to do the right gravy for the right situation. You're not gonna put sausage gravy on turkey, but biscuits and gravy, sausage gravy. It's a treat, man. Man, it is a treat. Bread, man. Bread and gravy. And mashed potatoes. Bread alternatives. Let's see. Are you the whole like gluten free thing? Are you on board with that? Uh, that seems way overblown. I, I I think there's probably something there. Like only because again we eat so much bread. It's it's like the idea of like red beef, red beef, red meat. Sorry, is not excessively bad for you. But I think you our diets our diets have become so accustomed to eating so much, I think it changes our biology a bit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think bread's probably the same way. I'm not that type of scientist. <laughs> what? Look look this entire time I thought you were a food scientist. Look at Google. Find it. Find it on your own. See, here's the thing with Google. You could find credible sources on every side no, of everything. Just find what find what supports your own beliefs. That's what gotcha. I say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I didn't even register what you just said. I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, ignore, ignore what what goes against what you say. Mm-hmm. Ignore what goes against your grain. So, You're so, so good, bad. so punny, so bad. Uh, have you seen any good April Fool's jokes today? It's today th- is April first. Today is April first. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and answer for you. And no, so I, probably. So I thought yesterday was April first. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I thought tomorrow was April first because mm-hmm. we were. I don't, I don't know if it was recorded. We were talking about how thesis stuff had to get. Yeah, whatever. That was that was literally about ten minutes ago on this podcast. <laughs> I, I need some. I need some. I need some nootropics. I need some nootropics. Yeah, it's been a long day. But I thought April first was tomorrow. So I thought I was just like beat the. De- well, I guess it did be, still beat the deadline. But um, no, um, I have not. Yeah, uh, I, really I don't. I think it's dumb. Yeah, I don't. Play pranks. I mean, play pranks all the time. I'm not a pranker, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, You're a funny guy, though. Yeah, not, but not a pranker. I don't like to do anything to to get people like, oh, I got you. Like, for I, instance, when people lie blatantly and they have someone believe that their lie is a fool, they go April Fools. I'm like, no, you just lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This makes me think. I I hate shows like prank shows. Yeah. I, they make me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't stand watching that. So the the whole idea of there being an entire day of that is just like, oh, yeah. oh thank you. Yeah, I do like the idea of like doing like the long prank, like you know, the what I'm saying? long con, like a like a two year <laughs> like a two year commitment. Yeah, because, that, that is just impressive. Yeah, because yeah, because like the 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 um, commitment that you need to that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would pay you, off in the long run. You know what I'm saying? I'm, are we in the midst of a long a long prank? Are you pranking me right now? No, no, no. All right, no. I'm good. A, I'm not. I'm not really a pranker. Good. And in fact, like if I start even trying to prank or something, I start laughing. Like I, I can't do that to you. Nah. <laughs> like if if I like try to make up some BS or whatever, right. and someone really seems like they're get, like believing it, I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Well, no, see, so it sounds no, like you could you could prank someone you don't like, but then in that case, you're just being a dick to someone you don't like. Yeah. And it's not yeah. a prank anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think I could pull a good prank off, but I just, you know, it takes a lot of energy. It's not in me. Yeah, yeah. it's not in me. Better uses of of, of your time. And, and yeah. energy. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a spaghetti? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Um, I like spaghetti. I haven't had spaghetti in a while. I'm gonna make some spaghetti soon. So Sorry. Um, continue. I like this uh, show that used to come on Adult Swim. 
Spaghetti. Called Tim and Eric's awesome show. Great job. Okay. We're, you know, I have a weird sense of humor anyway. But um, <laughs> just look it up. But um, look up. Uh, it's not funny, but it's this guy um, dressed up as like this weird guy. His name is Spaghetti, and it's him on a very terrible prank show. Um, basically doing a very crappy prank show where he hides very conspicuously. Uh huh. That's in the that's, you probably use that word right, yeah. And then he jumps out. God, All right. And uh, he jumps out and goes, "I I, I spooked you." <laughs> <laughs> it's big. It's spaghetti, and he and he eats uh, spaghetti a lot. That's, that's nice. A, he just eats the See, spaghetti. I think I have a feeling maybe what ruined me on this is my brothers and I spent a lot of time, or maybe it was just me trying to scare each other, like. It got to a point in my childhood where I wouldn't co- go around a corner in our house without, like, reaching my arm around first yeah. to make sure nobody was there. Yeah. Or, like, one of my favorites was scaring a brother as he came out of the bathroom because, yeah. like, he just was not expecting it. So I think maybe just that whole genre of prank slash joke is just burned out of me. Well, see, I would think so – I guess I could go either way. I would suspect that you were a little, you would be a little bit more high-strung than you are because you're pretty not. Maybe, yeah. You're pretty low-key. Maybe they just burnt it to the point where I just don't <laughs> anymore. So I, you're, like a super, you're, like, you're like a superhero. You just, I, nothing phases yeah, you Yeah, I had a – here's – I distinctly remember this now. I had a, a young brother who – we had a, a hallway in our house, and he could reach out kind of like a ninja and like shimmy himself up really? the, the hallway. And he was up like on the ceiling like Spider-Man, and I walked into the hallway – and there dropped a brother from the ceiling. Scared the crap out of me. I, I'm pretty sure that was that was you, Joey. You dick. Joey. What a terrible Joey. person. Joey, Joey, if you're listening to me right now. He will be. If you're listening to me right now, son, there's going to be a horse head. You're getting yelled at There's going to be a horse head in your bed. Huh? Huh? You want to start is that, something? Is that, that's, is that Godfather? I actually haven't seen Godfather. I haven't either. It's actually probably pretty blasphemous to people that love movies. I, I know, yeah. I've seen knows. clips of them. Yeah. I've, heard, I've seen a lot of, heard a lot of things of people talking about Godfather. Right. Well, obviously, because I think the Horsehead thing is was uh, that from is Godfather? A Godfather thing. Uh, yeah. Huh, interesting. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, if that wasn't you, Joey, I guess I have terrible memory, and I guess I made that whole story up. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? People don't have to know. Sounds yeah. plausible. Yeah. You know, yeah. And speaking of memory, I, most things, I think that memories aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> All I th- memories. I think. I think you. You. I think you have memories of the memory, but not the event. I. I, I exaggerate. I'm joking. But I, I do think a lot of times when people say I remember an event, they're really remembering that many the, times they've stored. They told, told you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I believe that. Yeah. Which make. Which doesn't that make eyewitness testimony kind of a scary thing? Yeah. And could yeah. we hold it so highly, like we regard it as the kind of gold standard? Like yeah. I saw this person do this thing, so therefore yeah. throw him in jail. Yeah. And it's not hard to convince somebody they saw that was, a thing uh, that they didn't. What was that Loftus? Is that who studied? I, I don't know. I'm, I think Doctor Pezdek does. Does she do? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. she does, or has yeah. done stuff with that. Yeah. Um, cognitive psychology. Yeah, it's really we, plays into it. Yeah. There, people are so just get so confident that <laughs> about even yeah. with even knowing that the brain is has limitations. Well, and our brain is so good at finding patterns. Like yeah. evolutionarily, we evolved to find patterns in things because that helps us survive. But yeah. sometimes that means finding patterns in things that aren't there. Yeah, and we are so convinced that whatever our brain thinks is is right. Yeah, people haven't spent enough time with uh, 
like the uh, the visual illusions, the dress thing. Yeah. To go back to a previous episode. <laughs> uh, oh man! Oh man! Yeah. So what, what else was on the side? So what was your what was your bullet point on the bread thing? Oh, I was making the point that I thought tortillas might be a better holder of food. So you, you but said, that, but you then the other kind of bread like they're bread like. I'm you, sorry, you said that as if you were about to like add a lot to that bread. Oh conversation. no, it was just tortillas. All I was going to add to it. Okay. <laughs> um, I I feel like we're missing some <sighs> obvious bread substitutes, but that's all right. We'll move on. Probably, uh, if uh, audience, if you have good bread substitutes, uh, please, please respond. And and substitute in the way of food holder. Food holder, yeah. yeah. Food holder. You can put meats in there. You can put you know vegetables you know in there. the ultimate food holder? You can put sauces. Your hands. Your hands are food holder. <laughs> yeah, but you, again, if you're on the road, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You could sop up. Say say <laughs> you just had a piece of bread and you spilled something, some food stuff on your hand. You could sop up that liquid or whatever onto the get, bread. Get, eat the bread. Get the middleman out of there and just lick your hand. <laughs> 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 okay. Some, uh, some of us anyway. aren't. Some of us aren't. As, uh, <laughs> um, so I also have a note on here. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I don't know why I thought about this. And there's probably better examples. I didn't. Not like I spent my time thinking about these examples, but like, uh, what are some words that mean that are like? Oh the yeah, best? I saw this note and I had no idea what you were talking about. So uh, please, <laughs> please elaborate on this. I was like, there's some words that are just really the best thing and the worst thing. And I, like the idea of double meaning and stuff like that. Yeah. Time. But it's, it's, so I was listening to something and someone started scatting. So wait, so are you saying scatting is a worse thing or a best thing? Both. <laughs> by the way, don't look, don't Google search. Scat. I'm not going to Google search. I know what the, the, the poop connotations are, but I'm just surprised that you thought the musical scatting was a good thing. <laughs> you don't think, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't think the musical scatting is a good thing? I mean, it's, it's, it's. I don't. I've never I'm actually t- had to put it in one category. I'm not talking not. about like whoever that did that pop song back in the day, Scat Man. Blues Traveler. Was no. it Blues Traveler? I'm the oh, Scat Man. I'm not talking about that. Um, yeah, so I, I know, I'm talking. I'm talking about like legit scatting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? This is this is what I wish. This is what I wish that um, the uh, iPod was in because this is the Scat Man song. Um, <laughs> Okay. I'm a scat man. Oh yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a remix, I think. Okay. I think I don't. I, I don't actually know. know. Okay. That, that's Scatting is very impressive, like as a skill. Yes. I that's probably the worst scatting anybody's ever heard. I'm not even sure that counts as scatting. That's pretty not. slow for scatting. Uh, pretty good um that almost sounded a little bit it sounds almost like who our friend slow down slow down scat and who does it sound like but our friend our friend hey man hey man hey man slow it down you have to slow it down about 50 50 whatever like uh, one of our legitimate friends no we're talking about something i'm talking about jeff bridges oh i was just about to say big lebowski the dude Jeff Bridges, when he makes noises, he's just a slow down. It's a slow scatter. Scat of nonsense. If you speed up anything that Jeff Bridges has ever said, it turns into scatter. (laughs) If you watch The Big Lebowski, boom. Oh, man. I'm hoping that I'm hoping by chance, some coincidence, that is absolutely true. Well, it sounds like we have a little experiment to do in between. But he is in Big Lebowski, right? 
Mike yeah, cleaning yeah. that up? Okay, God, uh, I almost uh, sounded like an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he is. He's the, the, the dude. The, yeah. The, well, yeah, he's the dude and the sleeping guy that uh, we've listened to before. Oh, oh, oh. The, the sleeping tapes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah, Bridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought you were talking about the sleeping dude from the Big Lebowski. Like, oh, no. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to test that out. We'll, we'll follow up next time. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you have other examples of um, words? So you're talking about words that have a good meaning and words that have a very terrible meaning. Yeah. All right. There's probably a lot of them. Yeah, and they're probably, they're I'll probably, probably have to edit this. Yeah, yeah. So let's, not, <laughs> let's not go there. But so we can, you know, talk about the idea of double meaning. Mm, double meaning. English. You know, oh, man, like double, you know. I want, hmm. I want to talk to somebody who has recently learned the English language. Yeah. What that process was like for them. Because there is so, like, yes, there are obviously grammatical rules yeah. and everything, like any language. But it seems like there is an absurd amount yeah. of exceptions in English that, I don't, I don't know other language, so maybe it's true for all languages, but there just seems to be a lot of absurdity in English. How do you yeah. go about learning that? How do you? I don't know. Practice. Just being in English, um, speaking around English-speaking people a lot. Yeah. I mean, look, look, uh, since you've already said this, but when you, you know, call somebody a dick, <laughs> yes, that's one meaning. Yes. But then you have the other meaning. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And the name. And it's a name. Yeah. What are we doing here? So what the about- person who learns English and all of a sudden... They let's say they choose the English name of Richard, and then people start calling them Dick, and they get offended because they don't know. Yeah, and they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting worked up over there. <laughs> I'm thinking more along the lines of all right. Think about the O U G H sound in English. Through. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Spelled very similarly, not even close to how. Yeah. That how it sounds yeah and there's like a lot of, if i had done any amount of research if i know we we're gonna talk about this i would have others but let's just talk about it as if we know hmm, what we're talking okay, about great so, so that um these are called homonyms by the way are they yeah things that uh sound the same but are spelled differently mm, interesting yeah interesting interesting <laughs> <laughs> what so the, the, the ladies and gentlemen yeah, the way right. that i said interesting three times in fact means that it was what not, not interesting, interesting. That's so. That's, so, that's, so that's rude. part of English. That's so part, rude. If you say if you say interesting three times in a row, it means not interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's something sarcasm, you have to learn. Though. Sarcasm. So how yeah. yeah how is sarcasm perceived in different languages? Like you know, what I'm saying like the American sarcasm is the tone. I mean, it's, it's, is the tone the same? Is the tone different? Is yeah, obviously comedy and sarcasm, satire and stuff exist in all languages. Well, and, and people talk about like uh, British comedy being very different from American comedy, yeah. and just Americans not getting it. Yeah. Man. I'm sure there are much more, many more examples yeah. of that, and I don't know any of them off the top of my head. Ugh, covering the important stuff. All right, so what about, mm-hmm. um, so what about, uh, keep on talking. Oh, the, the other thing in the, in the other no, thing no, that I put in there, or no? Uh, no, I was going to say, what about, <laughs> what about Scatman Crothers? <laughs> I don't know who or what that is. <laughs> um, well. Great. <laughs> That was great. I have no idea. I, the name Skyman Carruthers just stuck in my uh, head, but I have no idea who he really is, but he's a musician. <laughs> but, but you knew that off the top of your head there was somebody named Skyman Carruthers. <laughs> <laughs> That's useful. See, that goes back to our brain conversation. Why the hell does your brain know that? 
I don't know. I wish my brain knows a lot of useless things. I wish I could just do a system dump. Do like, like a, a defragment co- of your hard drive. I want to do like a um, uh, like a t- uh, on Windows Control Alt Delete. Close some of these processes running in the background <laughs> yeah, that don't need to be happening. That have been running since like 1993. With a defrag. <laughs> I want to defrag on top. Maybe with like a, another just a re, the full registry cleaning. Maybe just upgrade the hard drive to like a solid state or something a little bit quicker. Brings us back to our nootropics and brain, brain <laughs> exactly. drugs. So there, give you a pill that does all that. Yeah, fresh, fresh as could be. Yeah. Mm. What if what if the pill gives you all these benefits, but the downside is it takes some like five percent of random memories. What about Ooh. it? What about it gets rid of your Richard? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, that would, be, that would be bad. Speaking of Richard, little Richard, um, he, he, he in fact, no, not, uh, I thought you were really going. But do, but do you what you call what what bop baloo bop bop bam boom scatting scatting no, no no I call that uh not scat I don't know <laughs> I don't even know if I had that right if I listened back to it that was on it probably wasn't uh, this probably is like not. I hope. Out of the, like five million fans that we have, I hope there's some <laughs> little Richard like fanatic who's like, "Hey, he got it wrong. He got it wrong." Yeah, and you're gonna get a strong. He word got email. it wrong. Uh, although we don't have a contact form on our website yet, even though we, I think we said in episode two we would do something like that, but that's easy. You get a free email address. Oh, I yeah, or I can link it to either of our emails. Yeah, because <laughs> you want more email, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Um. I had a thing and then I lost yeah, it. So the other things on the no. Oh, uh, the I added the one thing about uh, Zappos. Oh and yeah, Tony Shea. So this is when we bring it back, bringing it back to org stuff. Yes, getting orgy. Um, so we have talked in the past about this idea of holacracy and how it is a organizational structure or non-structure that's all about self-organization and removal of job titles, removal of traditional hierarchy. And Zappos has been experimenting with this uh, for a couple of years now, and they have been trying to adopt it while phasing out their traditional legacy structure. And they've kind of had two processes running in parallel, and it hasn't been a super smooth process. Uh, there's been a couple articles I think when we originally talked about it a few weeks ago, it was because there was kind of an update article that came out uh, on Quartz about how they're really having some troubles with it and you know some questions about whether they're going to see it through to the end. Um, so a couple days ago, the CEO, Tony Shea, sent out a company-wide memo that essentially said, we are going all in on this holacracy self-organization thing, and if you're not on board... Uh, we want you to leave. And, you know, they they were offering some pretty generous severance uh, for people who didn't want to stick around to do this because, I mean, you do, you lose your job title. You're not going to be doing the same type of work you were doing when you were hired. It's a very disruptive thing to to change over to, but they want to go kind of all in or nothing on making it work. So it's been kind of going around, um, the the blogosphere of of where I hang out and people have a lot of opinions uh, about it in terms of whether it's a good idea or fair or whether it's going to work or whether holacracy is just this fad that's just going to kind of burn out. Um, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens as of April thirtieth. Uh, I guess they're going to be full on straight holacracy from then on out. So I'm curious to, to as to why. 
I mean, so obviously this whole organizational structure change is coming from the top down. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, could they have put into practice this sort of, instead of, instead of officially changing it, could they just tr- try to um, live as, as they're trying to be? You know what I'm saying? So making the decision be more holocratic? I think that's what they have been doing since starting this. And that you have half the company super on board and doing that and the other half that are doing what they have always done. And I think they kind of got to this point by doing that. And now to kind of get over that last hurdle, they have to do this kind of non-holocratic thing of dictating what everyone is going to be going to be doing. Um, so, yeah, it's I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm a little bit surprised. So Amazon owns Zappos. Mm-hmm. So Amazon's letting is letting them do this thing. And, and I guess that's not so surprising because Amazon has not been about profit at all in their existence. So they're kind of open to experiments like this. But I wonder how far Amazon will let them potentially hurt themselves uh, before stepping in and, and saying, you know, <clears throat> and I guess also is like, this is an experiment. And sometimes experiments don't give you the results that you want. Yeah. So what does that mean when you're a huge company with thousands of employees and doing millions of dollars of revenue uh, a year, maybe even billions of dollars? Like that, the stakes on this experiment seem pretty high. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell too. What are the outcomes of this experiment? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. If people How are, do you know? Yeah, yeah. If people are leaving and let's say they're paying people out to retire or move on, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's going to be a group of people that you don't have to pay unless they're going to, unless they plan on hiring. I mean, I'm sure. Back. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, probably it's at, at some point. So I guess my point is you can't yeah. quickly say, you know, our extra revenue is an outcome. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, not at least, not, not um, in the short term at least. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of long-term health of the company, maybe internal employee engagement yeah. stuff. Um, I think for something like this, I mean, it's, it's going to take time to see, you know, large scale impact. And also, again, we're, we're talking about before, it's, it's you can say a lot of, give a lot of lip service mm-hmm. as to why his intentions and stuff. But what ultimately, what if ultimately it was a way to get rid of people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't read into this. I don't no, read, I, and I had mentioned a little bit before we started recording that I had recently read, so there's a website called Glassdoor where you can go to get salary information about People, about companies and jobs and people um, can write reviews, like kind of anonymous reviews of their company on this website. So I was reading uh, what people who have worked at Valve, the video game company, who also, I don't know if they are officially a holocratic, but they're extremely self-organized and no hierarchy. Um, but you get these employees writing, people who have worked in the company for years, saying things like, you know, there's a lot of lip service about there not being hierarchy, but there definitely is. And the fact that nobody will openly talk about it makes it worse. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so there, it's, it's interesting to see. It's easy for me to look from the outside at these companies doing cool and interesting things with organizational structure and think that's awesome. And then you start hearing from people who actually are living through it day to day. And of course, like, like anything, there's not going to be all you know, unicorns and rainbows yeah. all the time. It, a, couple, a couple of things come to mind is, um, first, I, we've probably talked about this before, but um, just from our work theory class, the metaphor of org is a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, and this idea of, That you know, people are playing roles and... Yeah, and it's almost like this pageantry, you know. Mm-hmm. Even, it seems weird that, 
instead of again just kind of embodying the culture or right. living the culture, you have to say we want a holacracy. You know and what I'm and there's a lot of people talking about Zappos nowadays because yeah. they're doing this thing. I mean, the mar- on the marketing side, this has been a big win for them. Yeah. I think. I mean, um, why else would we be talking about a company that literally like sells shoes on the internet? Mm-hmm. Like exactly. So. exactly. Um, but then other things come to mind too in terms of just how culture um, changes can happen. Very simple. Remember the model we actually use for one of our projects, like the Asa model. Mm -hmm. Um, Within the changing process. Attraction, selection, and attrition. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Within the sort of change process, or like let's say Apple's going through, or even if it's sort of of past that change, there's going to be a process of people come in, don't like the company. It's not their thing. This model doesn't fit for me. I leave, but yeah. there's going to be a number of other people who are still good. You know what I'm saying? And I guess the time goes to show. Yeah. You know, so. Well, so it'll be a matter too of how well they change their recruiting to recruit people who select are attracted to that. So they select that, on it. Yeah. Select people that that environment actually yeah. works for them. Right. And I think there's easy to make the assumption too that everybody, and this is a super easy assumption for me to make because this is what I would want in a job. Tons of autonomy. Let me own, a, you know, a thing that I'm working on. Let me take initiative on things, you know, don't be hanging over my shoulder with very specific, you know, outcomes that I need to, to meet. Let me kind of do my thing. But that is not a thing that everybody wants in their work. And the people who want that structure, want very clear guidelines as to what they're supposed to be doing and how they're supposed to be yeah. doing it, will never like working in a holocratic organization. Yeah. I also think about And that's like, not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. The, my final point there. I also think about like resources, man. You know, sometimes it takes the company as a whole to make sure you have the resources as an individual, you know. Um, and how does that get negotiated if there's no one in charge, like in terms of like budget? Okay, mm-hmm. this is appropriate. We need this right here. You know, is it a group decision? You know, right. um, if it was up to every individual, I mean, how did large scale things, how do they happen? You know? Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it can't, and, and, and I don't know the system, this yeah. holocratic system. And I'm, I'm sure there's an answer to these types of things, but I have seen in in people expressing doubts about holacracy, people talking about um, you know conflict resolution, or like you said, making big decisions, or even I mean, think about somebody who is just a visionary leader who can see this future that nobody else really perceives and get people on board yeah. with it. What is there a role for a person like that in an organization that is so democratic? Uh, and, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Be interesting. I, I, the, the, the org nerd in me just likes to see experimentation around what an organization yeah. can be though. But so, hopefully, like I mean, that. without, so it's one thing to say experimentation, but is someone actually sort of collecting the data on it? You know what I'm saying? All like right. it would be nice if, an org person could sort of study oh, yeah. the process. I wish I, yeah, I wish I was in, you know? embedded in Zappos right now. Yeah, or for yeah. actually for the past year and a half. That would yeah. be awesome. Getting multiple perspe- perspectives, not just one person who posts something negative R- on right. a website, or not just the um, the most uh, public facing person, the CEO. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or like just reading these articles that are written or, yeah. or press releases. No, but yeah, this is this, a lot is, of data. this is ripe for a good qualitative, uh, yeah. like embedded data collection process yeah. that would be cool but we should offer well at this point that's i feel a, like it's a little bit late bit, with yeah. the zappos thing um because they've yeah. been doing it for a long time it, for it to be really interesting it would be you're embedded in the company before they do holacracy so you know what they were like beforehand yeah. you're there from the very beginning through the end yeah and then we're talking multi-year thing there probably yeah, yeah. but 
there are there are probably lesser less intense versions of that that would still be interesting yeah. even just getting in any holocratic organization and really watching how people interact and how decisions are made and how conflicts are resolved um and, and collecting that data in a systematic way would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, you could try to find similar companies where one is holocratic, one is not. And That's true. Maybe do some like was it case-wise comparison type mm. stuff. I, I don't yeah. – again, qualitative was a long time ago. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, so remember that Working with Dignity book that we had talked about? Yeah. I don't know if we <clears throat> talked about the methods at all in that. What that book basically was was a meta-analysis of a case study, of, of qualitative studies, mm. um, which was pretty kind of cool. They coded – over a hundred either yeah. books or ethnographies, yeah. um, and then they did stats with the, that coding. Yeah. It was pretty cool, yeah. and just made me realize that must have been a ton of work. Oh gosh, they were coding literal books. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, um, so I tried to find the def- see if there was a formal definition of holacracy. Oh yeah, they have a holacracy.org is the organization that. So I'll tell you what I found. Okay, so um, just uh redirected from the medical dictionary, the free dictionary. It's not a legitimate thing. I don't know if it is the same thing, but I like the definition that came up for holarchy. Um, it redirected from holacracy. So a different word. But this describes this as the philosophy that holds that every entity is a halon, that is an entity unto itself and simultaneously part of an entity larger than itself. Yeah. And I really like that. That, that is kind of, so holacracy, they're, the organizing unit in holacracy is something they call a circle. Yeah. Um, and there are circles around like business functions and both internal and external. Um, so that, that makes sense in terms of the, the name. Yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting stuff. Uh, if I say interesting two more times, that means it's not interesting. So I'm yeah. gonna stop right there. It's like the it's, it's like saying Candyman three times. What's that do? You don't remember Candyman? What? Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. No. Oh, go look it up. Go look up Candyman, guys. <laughs> Did you? It's not. It's, it's not a great movie. But here's a regional, like uh, norm question for you. Yes. When you were a young child and you were sitting around any sort of outdoor fire, like a campfire, and smoke was starting to blow into your face, was there a thing that you were supposed to say to make the smoke get away from you? No. Really? What, what, what was it? Ours was, you were supposed to say, I hate bunny rabbits <laughs> like, as fast as you can until yeah. the smoke went away from you. Yeah, so what we did was that we stood up. <laughs> moved? <laughs> and where, like, the other, where the wind wasn't blowing the smoke into our face. Oh, that sounds much more effective than <laughs> what ours. Are we, what are we, what's going on? I don't know. I, I was taught that. It We're talking work, about like when you're like superstition. Two? Like one? No, like, like just, I mean, okay, you're not going to have a bunch of adults sitting around the fire probably saying that. But I don't know. That was like a thing that people, maybe it was just my family. Maybe this is one of those things where my dad was just like, I'm going to do this thing and mess this kid up. Yeah. yeah he's like, this, so is he's lo- this is the long, long gone. April, <laughs> for, for your dad calls you. Your dad calls you April 1st. <laughs> or April Fool's. I messed up that bit totally. But yeah. I get what you're saying and that uh, is hilarious. That would be the long oh, con right there. Man. <laughs> I wonder if that's what happened. I need to start planning my future oh. long cons for my unborn children. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, and on that note, we're done. We're done. All right. All right. It's been fun. Indeed. See you all next week. Uh, ratings, if you want. Reviews, if you want. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.